Welcome into the Wag Me Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Tyler Rifnack, Alex Morrison, and last but not least, Nick Musto. Nick, how are we doing today? Doing great. Coming off a win. Can't be better. Fellas in the studio? Couldn't be better. It's it's a great day to be alive. All right. A lot of optimism today. You know, last week we were drowned by pessimism. I'll be honest with you. I'm pessimistic about my team. Uh, we're sitting at one and four, and there's been better days ahead of ourselves. I, really, I just don't get what's wrong with it. I guess I lack the firepower. Um, I don't know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers can score over 16 points in a week. Um, you know, Joe Mixon, his allergies to the end zone could be just seasonal and they could clear up. Uh, you know, Debo Samuel can maybe touch the ball more than four times in a game. And then CeeDee Lamb could potentially average more than 10 yards per catch. But anyways, Alex, very well done. You actually scored the most in the league. Is that I, right? I did. So don't don't be too hard on yourself. You know, I mean, you played the best team in the league. Like the, you, you were naturally you were going to lose. I mean, I'm, I, I appreciate it. But, you know, you know. I, I guess somebody has to lose to you. And exactly. I should take a bullet for everybody. Um, <laughs> I preserved everybody else. I thought it was a really bold strategy of me to trade you Gabe Davis and Ramondre Stevenson like two, three weeks ago and let them score 52 against me. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I've, I feel like that factored into how our result I, ended. I, I do. I agree. And I also feel like, you know, you – getting Debo I I would have expected Debo to get more than 11 points this week um especially playing against Carolina but hey you know you live and you learn personally I feel like I now this is just my opinion I feel like the 30 points that your three guys outscored my three guys involved in our trade could have something to do with our result I feel like if they the, that trade was reversed um perhaps maybe I would have won you know, the margin was what? 50, oh, it was over 60. So, you know, maybe I wouldn't have won. <laughs> but still, that was a big factor, I feel it like, was. into I, our I, result. I do agree. It was a big factor into our result. I'm a really good trade guru. Hey, trade guru over there, how'd your week go? Yeah. Um, it was it was another great week. Uh, I My opponent, thankfully, dropped two donuts in his lineup with T. Higgins and Darren Waller, so... I would have lost when really disappointed in myself. Um, yeah, another good week. Off to 0-2 start, 3-2 now. I'm, I'm going to start bragging a lot more. Um, so I'm sorry in advance. Tyler, you find yourself sitting at 3-2 and as well. You just sunned someone. Who was that? Yep, Ben Bowman is now my child. Not just your child, your bitch. Ben Bowman, you hear this right now? Your words, not mine. <laughs> Any any reactions on your your week? Yeah, I mean, Jasicki did a great job filling in for Kyle Pitts, getting his usual four points, and I still managed to win. So, I don't know what more I could ask for. Yeah, you know, maybe Najee scoring more than six point six. Yeah, I mean, maybe I would want the, my starting running back to score better, score more points than his backup. But like, let's be realistic here. Yeah, I I mean, you can't you can't have you can't be shooting too high. You can't have too high of expectations for guys like Najee Harris. And even A.J. Dillon, like you should expect a combined 10 points between two of your starting running backs. I feel like I, anything else is just drastically disproportionate to reality, you know? Um, so 
I completely understand. However, you got to win. You are one of nine teams in our league at three and two. That's how competitive we are here. Um, I am not one of those nine, but I can assure you, we are all competitive. The <laughs> spirit is in me. The, res- the, the three and two record may not be in me, but the spirit is within me. And I promise you, I am competitive, Al. Colin, we are better than those. They're just, they're one of nine. We are one of ones. I'm one of one, two and three. You're one of one, one and four. And, uh, Who's over there? That's one of one, zero oh, and five. Tyler floods zero oh, and yeah. five. He's he he he's struggling, but he's he's got that nature in him. He's got that competitive nature. And Tyler, if you need counseling, just come my way. Um, you know the old adage is misery loves company, and that's what us sub five hundred teams we are misery and we are company for each other. So perhaps we could reunite or just unite. You know, it doesn't even have to be a reunite. Um, however, let's stick with each other, and we'll climb our way back into the pack. Now, with that being said, Nick, what kind of smoke you got for me, and what kind of fire you got for me? All right. Um, well, if you want to start, I'll go with you. Um, I think I explained this segment last week, but I'll do it briefly. Um, I'm going to name a player. You're going to tell me whether or not their recent performances are smoke or fire, smoke being... They are overperforming, fire meaning they will continue to perform. Um, so, Colin, Josh Jacobs, two back-to-back great performances on top of a decent year in general. We didn't really expect that. At least I didn't from Josh Jacobs, but he's running out of his mind right now. Is this smoke or fire? You know, Josh Jacobs was one of the guys that I was fawning over with over the summer. Um, you know it. He kind of fell off for me at the end of the off season, though. I was slightly concerned that he played in that Hall of Fame game, um, the very first preseason game. But with that being said, we're here entering week six. The Raiders are entering their bye. Um, Josh Jacobs is off back-to-back 30-point performances. So that you know that's not going to be your expectation week in, week out. You're not going to get 140-plus total rushing yards um, over 175 scrimmage yards in each of those games. You're not going to get that in a week-in, week-out basis. So if that's what fire is identified as here, no, Josh Jacobs isn't fire. He's not going to get 30-plus every week. Um, however, he's certainly not smoke. Um, he is – I'm going to label him as fire in my opinion. He's averaging 5.4 yards per carry. Um, he's got 17 of 18 targets. So he's efficiently been utilized in the receiving game, three straight games with five receptions, um, over 30 receiving yards. To me, he has a very safe floor. He's dominated that Las Vegas backfield. I'm willing to claim Josh Jacobs is fire. I'm willing to claim that he's a top 15 back for the rest of the season. However, I'm not going all gung-ho. I'm not saying he's going to finish as the RB4. So for where he stands right here, at the RB4 spot, he is smoke. However, he is very legit. He's got the volume and efficiency, um, three touchdowns in the past two weeks. I'm all over Josh Jacobs, to be honest with you. Yeah, the first two weeks, eight and nine, you're probably looking to trade him, and hopefully you didn't because I do think that he will reflect these most recent weeks a few more times this season. Um, but I think he has a very low floor. Um because we've seen him just fall off the face of the earth in some games. Um, So he will have his games where he may lose you a week, but I think they'll come more rarely this season. 
um, just based off what we've seen. He's had five yeah, receptions so. in three straight weeks, so um, he did. You yeah. can't you can't tell me he has a very low floor if he's seeing five plus targets in a game. I'm not expecting that to continue at that rate. However, how things are shaping up right now, Josh Jacobs is very legit. All right, Alex, Christian Kirk, smoker fire. Um, great start to the season, first three weeks, followed by two down re- weeks in, in uh, week four and five. Smoke or fire? Uh, <clears throat> that's another one that's a tough one for me because I think he's you know similar to uh, Jacobs. We didn't really expect what we got from him, uh, especially in those first couple weeks. Um, you know, first three weeks, really, he had uh, above 19 points each week. The last couple weeks, he didn't really see anything. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, you played against Philadelphia's defense. You didn't expect a ton that week, but he still had two receptions for 60 yards. He was targeted nine times which if you would have asked me in that game, okay, you know, on a normal game where he's getting targeted nine times, he would have a better week. Uh, But against Houston, he only had one catch on three targets for 11 yards. Um, I'm not saying we're going to see more of that. You know, I think he's going to be an average flex option, you know, uh, uh, maybe a a good flex option, an average wide receiver too. Um, I'm kind of in the middle. I don't think he's smoke. But I don't think he's fire. You know, I'm kind of he's he's kind of a decent option. No, make a decision, smoke or fire. Uh, uh, well, what? from that decision, I'm gonna have to say smoke then. Binary thinking pressures you to choose one side. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on I'm on that side as well. I think he can volume his way to having a a fair play every week, probably around 12 to 16 points, um, just based off the fact that he will see somewhere between 8 and 12 targets a game. Um, so I agree. It's not necessarily fire, but where you got him, you could say it is. Um, definitely starting every week, though, just because of the volume. Um, Tyler, you are a Jacoby Myers owner. A is happy one. smoke uh, or fire? I'm going to say he's fire. So I, back when we played week two, I complained to you that I had him on my bench, and you told me, oh, the guy who scored his first touchdown in four years in the league. And look at him now. After two weeks from coming back from his knee injury, he puts up his season-high 24 points, eclipses 100 yards for the first time all season. I think he's fire. Yeah, and he had 95 yards in week two against Pittsburgh, too. Um, it He is shaping up to be the wide receiver one for the Patriots. And before the season, I thought it was going to be Devontae Parker, but he's turned out to be more of the deep threat. And – I was surprised that without Mac Jones, he was able to sustain a great performance at 24 points. So, yeah, just the fact that it was with Bailey Zappi, I agree. It's fire for the rest of the season, and he was probably a waiver ad for you, so you definitely made some money there. Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't expect much more than 24 points with Mac Jones coming coming back. Like, that might be his top, but I think he's still a weekly start. He's, double, he's good for double digits, yeah. I feel like, at any yeah. time. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. He's not someone that I want as a top two receiver, but he's someone that I'm willing to start if push comes to shove. All right, Colin. Tony Pollard. You are a Tony Pollard owner. His, this season's had some ups and downs for Tony Pollard. Is he going to be reliable for the rest of the season, or is it just 
he breaks a big play, you're glad you started him. He doesn't break a big play, you're upset that you started a Cowboy. I love Tony. I love Tony Pollard because he's electrifying as all get out. He looks like one of the best running backs when the ball is in his hands. But that's that last sentence that you said is exactly who he is. Um, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't with Tony Pollard. You're really relying on a huge breakaway play, which he is capable of. He has three plays of over 45 yards this year. Um, but it's kind of like a Russian roulette game you're playing with yourself. He has only seen over 10 rushes in one game so far. He's had 6, 9, 13, 8, and 8. So he doesn't exactly have the volume that you want for a week-in, week-out starter. Um, You're really depending on one of those breakaway runs and a trip to the end zone. Um, So I see right through Tony Pollard. I think he's smoke. I think, you're again, you're counting on a big play to get your fantasy production He's got two games less than five points this year. Um, you know, he's on my team. I will start him if in a pinch. However, I don't want to be pushed to that that brink right there. He does have two games over 85 rushing yards. Um, two games, the same two games, he averaged over eight yards per attempt. However, I just don't think he's sustainable. Um, there's going to be games like week one and week four where he's got less than 25 total scrimmage yards because that's just what he did with his eight touches in the game. And there's also going to be games where he scores a 57-yard touchdown like he did in week five. You really can't right. depend on that from the running back position, though. He smoke. Um, yeah. With with Tony Pollard, I don't understand his usage. I mean, he's had the two bad games under 10 points. Other than that, he's had three games of up 10 points. Um, I don't understand his usage. Zeke has looked good running between the tackles this year. He's averaging, I think it's like 4.2. Um, that might be a little high. might be like a little bit lower. But um, regardless, Zeke has actually looked good this season. Um, 3.8. Sorry to interject. 3.8. 3.8. Okay, yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's that's those are solid numbers. The first down every three carries. That's what you like out of a running back. Um, but, yeah, so he's looked good down through the middle of the uh, down through the tackles, but they're not using Tony Pollard out wide. Like he's an electric player. Target him. Give him six, seven targets a game. He's had seven targets once. Other than that, he hasn't broken three. Um, I think they need to get him into space, and then if they start to do that, it'll be like the Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb role. Not as potent because neither Zeke nor Tony Pollard are as good as Kareem Hunt nor Nick Chubb. But I think that Tony Pollard's value would boost a lot if they started to use him in that receiving game, which I think is where he belongs. If only we were the coaches. We know what's right. right? Yeah. Mike McCarthy know. doesn't know shit. Kellen Moore didn't play <laughs> at Boise State and set all NCAA passing records. Now, that doesn't count. We're shit. You know, what matters is who's on their ass on Sunday on the couch telling the TV what they should and shouldn't do. That should be us out there. Yeah, the 4 and one Cowboys should listen to us. Um, all right, Alex. Gabe Davis, a new acquire to your team, smoke or fire? Um, I want him to be fire, so I'm going to say fire. Uh, he's very, seems to be very big play dependent. Uh, you look at Sunday, he only had three catches, pretty, what, like 160 yards and two touchdowns. That's, that's where he got all his points from. Uh, no receiver is going to consistently get 30 points on three receptions. Um, it's just not how 
fantasy works. Uh, but I do feel like, you know, Josh Allen does definitely spread the ball around. Um, I think he can be a guy that's consistently getting into the end zone. Uh, he's a very good, you know, wide receiver two option. If you drafted him, that's probably where you were looking to play him at in our league, especially with three wide receivers. He's a great wide receiver. Th- Sorry about that. Wide receiver three play. Um, so, you know, I think that Gabe Davis is fire in this case. Ow, what yeah, my- uh, I just kind of chucked my phone at the microphone, <laughs> you know. It, it, sorry. <laughs> uh, Gabe Davis has kind of been just been passed around in our league. Um, started with me, then I, I gave him to Colin, and then Colin gave him to you. Um, great week one, great week five, not much in between. The wide receiver position besides Stefan Diggs for the Bills is volatile. We've seen Isaiah McKenzie score over 20. We've seen Khalil Shakir. I don't think he got 20. I think he was like 17 this week, but it was a good week um, regardless. So I think that there will be two receivers every week for the Bills that you can that, – that will score 20 points. Um, and then other than that, there's a chance they get 10. Um, at the wide receiver three. So if it's Gabe Davis that week, you'll be disappointed. But his explosiveness, the role he plays, the deep threat um, with Josh Allen is very potent. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say fire based on where you got him, but there will be some smoky weeks. <laughs> All right, um, Tyler, J.K. Dobbins, smoke or fire? This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say smoke. He had only he had one good week, week four. He got twenty two points, but he also scored two touchdowns that week. You take that away, that leaves him with ten points. The other weeks he got six points and four points. He's not someone I really want to start, to be honest. I'm more worried about um, I'm gonna his, him. his volume though. Nick, go ahead and yeah, give I, your defense. I I I still like JK a lot. It might be because I just traded for him, but I've also tried to trade for him in some other leagues. Um, I think that they're still putting him on a snap count right now, and I'm okay with that. I want him to be healthy rest of season, and when he's gotten the ball, he's looked great. I mean, he had eight carries for 44 yards. That's a great average of just above five yards a carry. Um, the week before, another good average. Um, week, his first week back in week three, we can put that to the side. He hardly was in the game because it was his first week back. Um, I think that he is the goal line guy. Um, we've seen that. We saw that in week four against Buffalo where he basically won the Ravens the game. Um, mm-hmm. Did they win that game? Nope. They didn't? Okay. So he, <laughs> he kept the Ravens in that game then. Um, and he's had, he's seen work in the receiving game as well. I, I think that better days are to come, are going to come for J.K. Dobbins. I think he'll see around 15 to 20 opportunities a game soon, and you'll be very happy with that just because in a very good offense and that's it for my smoke and fire i'm transitioning straight into my start sit trade alex i'm gonna start with you okay and this is a this is a doozy for you start sit trade Ramondre stevenson ezekiel elliott and devin singletary all right so i'm glad you put this in there uh earlier this afternoon because i looked at this and actually i had to think about this for about 15 minutes because it is it is a tough one um, for context, I'm going to add for context, this is your running back core, essentially. <laughs> pretty pretty close to it, yeah. Um, so I think right now I want to trade Zeke. Um, 
he is getting the volume, so he still has some trade value. Uh, obviously, we just discussed earlier with Pollard uh, taking away carries, getting in the end zone, uh, whatever the case may be. But I, I think, you know, I, who knows what the Cowboys are doing. Cooper Rush looks like he's an MVP. I mean, who knows what's going on there. So um, I, I, I don't really want Zeke on my team, So and I think I can get something in return for him. Uh, so right now I think I'm going to trade Zeke, start Ramondre, and bench Singletary. Now take Damian Harris's absence out of the equation. Does your answer change? I mean – Probably, I you know the the plan in my head didn't have uh, Damian Harris in it, but um, if if that's the case, I might. Oh, uh, and now nah, I I think I'm gonna keep the same answer. Maybe I'll start Singletary and bench bench Ramondre if Harris looks great, but I think I'm still trading Zeke. See, I think over the next four weeks or however long Damian Harris is absent, Ramondre is obviously the best running back in that trio. However, I I look at it as um, assets. So Ezekiel Elliott, Ramondre Stevenson, and Devin Singletary are assets. Zeke is depreciating in value. Um, however, he's still getting this volume. Last two weeks, he has 43 touches combined between them. Um, and yet, he's just not producing. So uh, you're frustrated with him. He's losing value in other owners' eyes. However, the the volume still warrants um, fantasy relevance and potential. I also see Zeke as someone with catalysts for the rest of the season. The return of Dak Prescott, the return of Tyron Smith, um, an easier schedule. You know, he just went through a brutal stretch playing against Tampa Bay. Um, the Giants are legit this year on, on the defensive side. Cincinnati's got a strong rush defense. Um, the Rams typically have a strong rush defense as well. Now we get cupcakes with uh, Detroit, Chicago. Uh, matchups with Houston, Jacksonville, back-to-back later in the season, Tennessee, if you will. Um, I'm looking to keep Zeke, and I'm looking to trade Ramondre while his value's at the very apex of, you know, the season. Um, So that's how I view it. I would trade Ramondre, even though he's the best option. I still think you're going to cash in many more chips, and I think Zeke, long-term, he's going to be a stronger hold. Yeah, I mean, I, both. I, I see both ways there. Uh, my thinking with it is, though, like you said, say say Harris is out for four weeks. We're going into week six right now. Most fantasy leagues are about, what, 15-week leagues. Uh, you're looking, you know, week 15, week 16 is usually your, uh, your championships. I mean, maybe this year week 17 because the extra week. Um, but, you know, these are the weeks that you need to win to be a playoff contender. So I'm thinking – uh, keeping Ramondre for those weeks whenever he has that many points is is going to be needed. Very fair. Tyler, I'm going to turn to you. Tyler Lockett, Curtis Samuel, Christian Kirk. Start, sit, trade. So I think I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I'm starting Tyler Lockett. Geno Smith is a baller, and Tyler Lockett has been putting up points. I mean, his lowest was week one with 5.8 points, but since then it's been double digits all the way through. 27 last week pretty much gave me the win i'm gonna have to start him just from loyalty there <laughs> um as for my sit christian kirk i mean he had a good start but i think his trade value is kind of low right now he had two bad weeks in a row with eight points and two points really only one catch last week i don't really know what happened there 
But I'm going to be trading Curtis Samuel then. I think there's a lot of hype around his name, and he's been doing all right. So I think he probably has the best trade value out of all of them. All three are not unforeseen top 20 wide receivers right now. However, Lockett's the only guy in the top eight. Um, He's gone over 75 receiving yards every week since week one. Um, I I like your approach to it. Now, Nick, I'm going to go with another Seahawk in your trio. Kenneth Walker, Kareem Hunt, Najee Harris. Start, sit, trade. Um, this is awful. This is a terrible <laughs> question. We haven't seen Kenneth Walker yet. Najee Harris sucks, and Kareem Hunt's an RB, too. I know. Um, <laughs> He's sweating. So, I mean, I, I, I am a Kenneth Walker owner in our league, in case anyone knows. I am putting him on the trade block right now if anybody needs an RB1, which he will be. Um, I doubt it. But go I, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Top 15. Top 15. Um, so Ken Walker, I think I'm going to start Ken Walker here just because he, his, him and Najee will both receive similar volume, but Ken Walker's will be better because the offense looks, I mean, just every offense looks a lot better than the Steelers' offense. Um, so I'm going to start Ken Walker in this case. I'm going to bench Najee simply because there is hope that the offense improves with Kenny Pickett at the helm, and then I'm going to trade Kareem Hunt just because he's been a little bit disappointing. I thought he would be better this season, um, but Nick Chubb is just taking everything this year. Where's Kareem at in the standings? He's RB17 right now. Can you say he's been disappointing necessarily? I know. So- um, I, is he that high? Yeah. I mean, he's still weighted by a strong 23-point week one. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, touchdowns. I don't know. That's why I gave you this tricky one. There's plenty of approaches you can take to it. You can either cash in your chips similar to Ramondre with Kenneth Walker, or you can get Najee off your damn team for once, um, or you can trade away Kareem Hunt, who is the uh, least shiny toy out of those three. So it is interesting. Um, thank you for your approach. Al. I'm. What are you laughing at? I'm just thanking. <laughs> Thank you for your well, approach. It's my, it's my. It's my segment. I. I like hearing other people's opinions. You know. Al, back to you. Another Gabe Davis question. Start, sit, trade. You have Gabe Davis, Drake London, and Brandon Cooks. Uh yeah. I think this is a this is a tough one because I mean these guys are three very much boomer bust type guys any given week. Um, Gabe Davis has been targeted looks like 26 times uh through four games which is pretty good or 20 times i'm sorry i can't do math 20 times over four games uh which is not bad share especially on a high-powered offense uh like buffalo um i like him i think that he is going to have those weeks like nick was saying there are going to be multiple buffalo receivers every week um that have those great weeks uh I think that he is a guy that I want on my team. Um, I'm probably at this point going to start Gabe Davis. Um, Going on with Drake London, Atlanta's just – what is going on there? Like, you you know, not great quarterback play. Um, You know, got screwed this week with with some uh, referee calls. Who knows what's going on in Atlanta there. But I'm I'm not a Drake London guy. Um, I think 
he does still hold some trade value because there are fantasy owners out there that still have the hope for Drake London. So I'm going to trade Drake London, and I'm going to sit Brandon Cooks for now because I think he has potential to uh, go off again and be a good wide receiver option on my team. I think Cooks only has one way up. Uh, He really can't do worse than what he has to start the season. Still leading his team in receptions and targets. Yeah, I'm willing to hold hope out for him. I'm going to throw him on on my bench as well. Uh, I share the same answer as you. Now, Tyler, another... Did you get Jacoby Myers earlier? You did. Yeah, Another yeah. Jacoby Myers-centric question. Start, sit, trade. Jacoby Myers, Michael Thomas, and Alan Lazard. Well, we already talked about why Jacoby Myers is fire earlier, so we don't need to go into too much there. He's my start. What he did last week was impressive with a backup quarterback. Hope to see that again. And I'm really torn between what to do with my sit and my trade. I like how Lazard has been consistent. He's putting up a lot of numbers, which is something – I mean, you get good trade value, but I also want that on my bench for when I need him in there. So I'm going to end up just putting Lazard on my bench for now and trading Michael Thomas. I mean, he's only been out for three. Michael Thomas has only played three games, but two of them were pretty good. I think maybe you can get something for him there. What would you do? What do you do here? Um, Yeah, it's a it's a it's a mind boggler. I think I am actually trading Jacoby Myers um, because I feel like he's at a a a turning point in his value. Um, I can see perhaps the return of Mac Jones affecting him negatively. Uh, it's hard to make that argument, but I can't necessarily see him getting 13 targets in a or excuse me, that was actually week two. He got 13 targets, but. Um, nonetheless, I feel like Jacoby Myers, he's been averaging 17, 18 points a game. I feel like he is not going to be able to sustain these levels of production. Now, uh, Michael Thomas is similar, how he has a limited showcase so far in three games. Um, good production in those games. I trust Michael Thomas more than I do Jacoby Myers. Um, it's that New England, I came into the season with the thought that New England receivers are just going to be a, a dog wash, quite frankly. Um, and I still think that could transition to what actually happens throughout the season. And Lazard's my baby, so I got to I gotta start him or sit him. Uh, Jacoby Myers I'm trading, though, after a really strong performance. He now has two back-to-back games um, where he's gone over 18 points in them. So I, I feel confident shipping him away at a height in his valuation. How many how many more good performances do you need from Jacoby Myers to trust him? Probably if Mac Jones comes back and he sees eight plus targets, I'm willing to admit that okay, this guy's a legit wide receiver too in fantasy. Um but I still I've seen a week where Devontae Parker eclipsed 100 yards receiving, Kendrick Bourne's still in there, Ty Montgomery's going to be coming back eventually. Um, Hunter Henry is just picking up right now. I feel like there's a lot of variables in New England. Their offense is um, slowly paced naturally, so I feel like they're going to delineate a little bit in how they've performed up to this point. Nick, last one. Start, sit, trade. Mike Williams, Debo Samuel, Cortland Sutton. All right, I'm going to trade Mike Williams because his value is at the highest it'll be all season right now. Um, with the absence of K. 
Keenan Allen, he's just been getting a lot of volume. Therefore, he hasn't really had any terrible weeks where the terrible weeks will come in the future with Keenan Allen because we've seen him go ghost before. So I'm trading him now where his value's highest. Um, I'm benching Debo just because he doesn't get enough volume and the offense doesn't score a lot of points in general. Um, and I'm starting Cortland Sutton because we've seen that his score is like 12 points so far and he's getting 10 targets a game. It, it just looks like a great piece to have so far this season. I have him in like every league too because I was hoping that it would be him instead of Judy and it worked out. Yeah, I think Mike Williams is the definite trade here. Um, he's gone over 19 in three of his last four games and with Keenan Allen out during that time frame. Last year, he only had six of such games, 19-plus points. So I, f- I feel like you've gotten a lot of juice out of Mike Williams to this point. You should probably stop squeezing and sell him while he's still a fruit, right? You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. I, I like the analogy. That's a good Colin. analogy. I do. I like to tell analogy. you what. All right, Al. Um, let's evaluate how your t- hot takes a couple weeks ago for the remaining remainder of the season are going. All right. So, um, as always, we'll start it off with uh, Dak Prescott. Um, I have him ending the season as a top five fantasy quarterback from the week he returns until the end of the season. So, I mean can't really make a comment on that because he's still not back and uh i mean cooper rush is playing good so hopefully next <laughs> all right uh austin eckler will end the season as the as a top three running back i look like a genius for saying this uh two weeks ago um he's just exploded the last couple of weeks he has pretty much become their offense herbert's thrown to him a lot he's running for insane yardage he's getting in the end zone multiple times a game he is what you want um, as a running back in fantasy. Um, I have my confidence for this at about a 45 to 50% right now. Seriously? It's only 45 to 50%. I mean, you never know injuries, stuff like that, but I would be willing a, to. Are you a doctor just predicting injuries over here? You, yeah, you can't count on injuries. I'm, Everybody I'm, gets injured. I'm going to. I'm. I'd give it. What am I trying to say? I'm gonna <laughs> get. I'm gonna give it like an eighty percent plus chance. I mean, he's an RB one right now, and you know, you look at the data from this year. He's gonna start reaching the end zone once or twice a game mm-hmm. instead of three in a game. Um, so I feel like just a couple more boom weeks from him, and he's cemented he's, inside he's the t- that top three. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna change. I'm gonna say sixty percent. All right. I'm putting it at 95%. Yeah. End I'm, of story. I, I'm, 100. I'm, I'm with you. Oh, damn. Well, now 100. 5% injury. I'm not going oh, right, right, right. to guarantee nothing, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing it. He's got 31 receptions through five weeks, uh, for goodness sake. For he he is what everyone who drafted Christian McCaffrey wanted to, him to be. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah, that's, yeah it, that's did. Fair. it did. It did. <laughs> Before drafting, I was taking Eckler one hundred and one. <laughs> so was Colin. Yeah, like this is. I got cold feet. This then. is what we expected. I got a little cold feet though. Actually, no, I didn't get cold feet. It's just that he never fell to me. I I took Eckler at uh, one hundred and two in most of my drafts. Yeah. So that's I mean, where I had. I took I took him above. <clears throat> the only person I took ahead of him was JT. So, what's your confidence on Amon Ra? Being a what did we call it top, uh, top three? three? Yeah, I mean it's tough. He had that injury week. He's you know comes back from injury and wasn't involved. Not that the Lions' offense really did anything against New England, um, but I think his confidence goes way down for me. 
Uh, I got them down at like a 25% now. Um, it's hard to bounce back from two off weeks, especially whenever the wide receiver play is the way it is this year. He's the wide receiver six in points per game. Um, Jacoby Myers has just so happened to be the wide receiver eight in points per game. Um, I think I said RB6 for Amon Ra. Anyways, wide receiver six in points per game. Uh, yeah, I don't see top three being in the range of out- outcomes for him, frankly, especially with Jamison Williams coming back, Swift coming back as well. Um, Hawk cemented in there in that offense. I think top 10 to 12 is a reasonable outcome, though, for him. Yeah, I think that's fair. What about you, Tyler? What's your thinking there? Um, I have to agree with all that. I mean, I'll put him at 25%. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going even less than that, I think. I just don't see it happening. The, the offense is going to be volatile. If they're not in a shootout like we saw this week, it's going to be bad. And they're bad, so there's a good chance that they can't put up points against good defenses. Yeah, you convinced me. I'll go down like 10%. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. see him getting top three. I mean, I, I can see him getting top 10. Like, he's going to pass Tyler Lockett. He might pass Mike Williams. Uh, but, like, come on now. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to hold out some hopes. I'm going to keep mine at 25%. Do you have bold ones for this week? Uh, I do. Um, so, I actually only have one. And it's, it's you know, depending how you look at it, you might. You all right, might enough have, build up. Give it right, to all us. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> So going into the bye week, uh, Damian Pierce has a game where he has 11 rushes for 33 yards week one against Indy, 15 rushes for 69 yards week two at Denver, 20 for 80 and a touchdown, 14 for 131 and a touchdown, 26 for 99 and a touchdown in the last three weeks. Um, My prediction for Damian Pierce is that he will be a RB2 uh, for the remainder of this season, and he is set in every fantasy lineup. Uh, he should be, you know, one of those guys that if you look on there, it says like 98% rostered, 95% start. Uh, he is one of those guys that you want on your team to start week in and week out uh, because he's pretty much looking like Houston's only offense. Yeah, definitely. He's a week-to-week starter. I don't see him slowing down 18-plus in his last three games. Um, now that he's found his footing in the NFL, I think he is the guy in Houston. Um, Like you said, the really only playmaker in that offense, as long as if Brandon Cooks is acting old. Um, So, yeah, I I don't really think it's bold at all. I think it's rather rather reasonable for him to be an RB2. Yeah, I think you got it covered there. I mean, he's RB10 right now. I don't see him falling very far down the Mm -hmm. list throughout the season. I mean, he's the starting running back. He's getting his touches. That team really sucks besides him. So, Nick, anything to chime in? Uh, I'm going to definitely say he's going to finish as an RB2. I think he finishes as an RB1. Um, if you look at, like, the top 12 running backs right now, there's Jamal Williams, Miles Sanders, um, James Robinson is close to it, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, there's a bunch of guys that we can all see falling out. Uh, Brees Hall they could all fall out of that top 12. And I think just based on skill and volume and the fact and necessity, because there is no one else in the offense, he'll finish as an RB1, a low-end RB1. So, so I'll definitely take RB2. Very valid. It is time for trivia. Tyler? Guess mo- who? Guess who's the correct title for this <laughs> segment? It's time for <laughs> Guess Who. 
We Let's all know guess. the rules, starting off with a quarterback. Who went, Colin, you want to go first again? Uh, Colin always goes first. Let him go first. Let yeah, me go yeah, first yeah. this first time. All right, how about that? Okay, actually, you can pick the category, quarterback, running back, or pass catcher. Give me pass catcher. Let's start with the hard one. One or two? Two. Okay. This pass catcher has 538 yards. Stephon Diggs. No. Nick, this pass catcher has two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson. Does Justin Jefferson only have two touchdowns? Wow. Um, no, it's not him. Uh, um, Alex. He's nine. He has nine deep targets, which is fifth most in the NFL. Are these stats updated after last night? Yeah. All right. Well, I was going to go Devonte Adams, uh, but I think that puts him over touchdowns after last night. So is that your guess? That is my guess, though. You just talked yourself out. Are you I, sure I, you don't I, want another one? I, I It's what I was going with the whole way, so I'm going to say Okay, well, Adams. you're wrong. Back to you, Colin. This one's going quick. Put your stats away, cheater. <laughs> this this pass catcher is averaging 16.5 points per game. Tyreek Hill. It's not Tyreek Hill. I like how you really you guys really admire this guy. All right, Nick. Last hint is that he's in the NFC West. Oh shit! Okay. Um, hold on, give me like two seconds. Oh, he's cheating. <laughs> I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. Is it Marquise Brown? It's not Marquise Brown. Everyone else gets one more guess. No more hints. NFC West. Um. Is it Tyler Lockett? It's Tyler Lockett. Al wins that one. What huh. was that first stat that you said? Dude, he has more than two touchdowns, doesn't he? No. Uh, no, he does not. 538 yards. We got 406. Well, I cheated then. Unless if he's got rushing yards. Unless you. Nope, you're full of shit. You threw me off. I thought Justin Jefferson does have two touchdowns. You are right. And- well, where did I get 500? Anyways, moving on. Let's forget about that one. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Start with Nick. Nick, quarterback, running back, or pass catcher again? Oh, you have another? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Give me running back. All right. This running back has six touchdowns. Jesus. Uh, I got this one. Man, right. It's Eckler or Chubb. I'll go Eckler. Wrong. They've Damn. Got, Al, they got Excellent. 332 rushing yards, I think. I don't know what source <laughs> I'm using here, but. <laughs> so, oh, this season they only have 332. This season. With six touchdowns. Not their career. Yes, oh, this well, season. Oh, shut up. Um, I don't know. Um, Williams? I need a full name. Uh, J- Jamal Williams. <laughs> yes, it's Jamal Williams. <laughs> Very good guess. All right, Al, back to you. You get to pick quarterback or pass catcher. Let's go with uh, quarterback. All right, this quarterback has 1,409 passing yards. Carson Wentz. Mm, no. Colin? 1,409 Put your statistics away. I'm just looking at the fantasy leaders for this year. <laughs> Where do you think I get these people from? 1,409. I'm going to go with. Oh, no, you get a hint. 
24 deep ball attempts, which is 20 yards or more, which is the fifth most in the NFL. Okay. Kirk Cousins. Not Kirk Cousins. Nick, this quarterback's touchdown-to-interception ratio is 7. So they, they got 7 touchdowns and 1 interception, 14 touchdowns and 2 interceptions. Right. 1409 yards? Yes, I think. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers? It's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has only 1,100 yards. Next mm. hint, this quarterback has negative seven rushing yards. Oh. Al? Tom Brady? It's Tom Brady. Wow. Al is That's wiping the floor. Yeah. Right. I was killing it. All right. Three for three. Give me the last one. Back to you. We got a pass catcher. Yep. 230 yards. 230 yards. Uh, I'd be shocked if you guys get this one early. Gerald Everett. Not Gerald Everett. Nick, they also have five touchdowns. Five? Five touchdowns? Shit. Um... Man, uh, I have no idea. DK Metcalf? (laughs) (laughs) No. You'll get it soon. Al, here you go. 230 of their yards are actually – or no, 228 of their 230 yards are rushing yards. Pass catcher. They're listed at a you, – you play them in a pass catching – Is it Taysom Hill? It's Taysom ah, Hill. Ah, that one gave it away. Wow. I shouldn't have questioned anything. That was a, that four was a doozy. Four for four. All right, Al. You, you can stop Always. rubbing your balls <laughs> on my face. All right, time, to, time for the game of the week. Uh, we have Jacob Fabian and Caleb Joy facing off with each other to quickly run through their lineups. Jacob has Jalen Hurts, Brees Hall, Christian McCaffrey, Drake London – Hollywood Brown, T. Higgins, Dawson Knox, and Keenan Allen, assuming Keenan Allen and Dawson Knox play. Um, if not, you know, shit's going to hit the fan for him. And then Caleb has Patrick Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor, Tyler Algier with the absence of Javante Williams, uh, wide receivers DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas, Devontae Smith, uh, Tyler Boyd, and then Mark Andrews. Nick, who do you have? Um, I mean, they both have, like, big pieces that are, like, very questionable and Keenan Allen and Jonathan Taylor. So, like, they're both in, or if they're both out, I don't think it would change anything. But if one's in and one's out, it does change things. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with Jacob, Hollywood Hellraisers. He almost beat me this week, so. Okay. Al? Um, Yeah, I think – I think my pick can change after tonight based on later in the week injury reports. Um, but right now, assuming that everyone on both rosters are playing, I'm also going to go with Jacob. Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the group. If, if all the pieces are there, I'm going with Jacob, but I'm, I'm leaving it open to interpretation if someone gets ruled out. Jacob has too much firepower, I think, for Caleb to keep pace with now if – 
JT plays, uh, Keenan Allen's out. Then it would slightly alter uh, what I think. However, for now, assuming everybody plays, I'm going to go with a clean sweep and choose Jacob as well. Guys, we have any last-minute remarks? I think that's all. Nick? My team's really good. Uh, <laughs> save it for later, buddy. Follow us on our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, at Wagme Fantasy. Subscribe to our newsletter, Winning with Wagme. Tyler, what is it called? The New York Times of Fantasy Football. Hell yeah. Subscribe at our website, wagmefantasy.com. That is all today. We will see you next week. 